Making movies is really tough To get it all done you gotta know your stuff First you write a script then you raise some cash Shoot the film then you're done in a flash So here's some things that you need to know It's my first feature Hello and welcome to My First Feature. My name is Ethan Cushing. I am a writer, producer, and director living in Los Angeles. And each week I interview a new filmmaker about the process of making their first feature film. Uh, This week I am interviewing a friend and colleague, Doug Archibald. Doug is a writer, producer, director in his own right. And he has written and produced and directed a feature film called I Love You Both. Hi, Doug. Hi, thanks for having me. I caught you in mid-water drink. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Good, good, good. can you remind me how we met first in Los Angeles? We met working, I think we met working on a pilot presentation. That's right. Yeah. And you were doing script supervising, is that right? That's right, yeah. Right, cool. Um, yeah, and we just kind of kept in touch. You script supervised a short film I directed, and then I called you recently, even though you don't do it anymore. I, I was dire need of a script supervisor for a, uh, a, a Pizza Hut commercial I produced, uh, and you graciously did that for me. Um, but yeah, I kind of had no idea that you had all these other aspirations and I mean, everybody does in LA obviously, but um, yeah, you, you're a triple quadruple threat. Cause you, yeah, I'm getting ahead of myself, but, but the movie's really great and I want to talk to you about it. And that's why we're here. <laughs> so um, guys, I apologize. I'm a little frazzled cause I, the mics took a while to get going, but we'll get there. So um, yeah. So tell me before we get into your history and your, your life and work, can you just give the uh, listeners a brief synopsis of the film so they can kind of know what we're talking about? Yeah, it's a comedy about a girl and her twin brother who confront a lifetime of codependency when they start dating the same guy. Um, my sister and I co-wrote it and we play the twins. Um, the love interest is played by Lucas Neff, who you know from Raising Hope and a lot of other things. And um, lastly, our mother also plays our mother in the film too. Perfect. That's great. You got the synopsis down. You're, you're on the circuit already. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So I had a chance to see it on Vimeo uh, and it's really, really good. I Thank really liked you. it. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. We'll get there. But but tell me. Yeah. Tell me your journey into filmmaking. I, I again, I, I do apologize, but I didn't realize that you were like a aspiring director. Well, you know, it takes a long time to to make your first film, I think, at least for most people. So. You know, you never know what someone's working on behind the scenes. And obviously it's a lot of work. And so. I do admire you for not being the guy who's like, yeah, you know, I got a few scripts boiling, you know, did it. You know what I mean? Like exactly. those guys who are talking about nothing all the time. I know. It's kind of like you want to save all of your uh, conversation till after it's done. But that's true. Um, basically, um, I mean, I went to UCLA. I moved out here for film school. Um, I transferred in and then I. Um, after graduating, I... What, what, what did you go to school for specifically? Um, I went to film school. F- but it's like for directing or for editing or for producing? Um, yeah, I did uh, like the directing okay. sort of emphasis. Cool. Um, so I made like a thesis film um, at UCLA because you could do like directing or screenwriting. Um, so uh, the directing the directing like path, you made a film your second year. Um, and uh, so anyway your senior year I mean and right. so um so this is undergrad for you yeah okay. undergrad um so anyway after after college I, I just did a lot of different jobs actually um the longest time I I worked um in reality uh doing uh post-production oh you did yeah like story producing 
um, mostly for like Bravo shows. And so I was doing that while writing this script uh, with my sister, um, who was, I'm from St. Louis and, and she was living in St. Louis at the time. So long story short, we we were sort of writing over the phone for a long time, which was, you know, difficult. So that's another reason why it, it especially took us so long to to get it done. Um, but eventually when, when the script was done, then um, we, Kristen moved to LA because <clears throat> if we were going to act in the film and, and everything, that she would obviously have to live here. And we had done a pitch trailer to help with funding and after we had shot a pitch trailer with some of the scenes from the movie sort of testing ourselves as actors that's when we decided that we would play the twins um because people kind of liked the like natural sibling dynamic um and then that's sort of that sort of the whole process and then and then once we were funded um then then we shot it and that pretty much brings us to here so cool. All right, well, I want to pick that apart a little <laughs> yeah, more in detail but a long story. so when you were story producing for reality and for Bravo that was paying the bills obviously but were, yeah. were you working on any, any other things for yourself creatively or was was this feature kind of your first big foray into filmmaking after after film school um well I had done other paid writing assignments like I had uh been paid to write this horror film that never got made and um well still hasn't I guess I don't I don't know if it never will probably not (laughs) um and but but really like when 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 uh after probably I don't know how long I, I don't know exactly I can't even remember when like this became like the main project mm-hmm. I mean, probably when we actually finished the script and decided we wanted to make it, um, that's when it really took over because with having, you know, a job, a full-time job and trying to produce a movie, like there wasn't a lot of time to work on multiple projects. It was really on the weekends and at night, you know, if we got off on time, we would have, have time to, to work on it. So, yeah. So, but in terms of like on set, like you you know, doing the craft, like it sounds like you did your stuff at film school, then you got a job and like, this was the thing that you were, that you jumped into like yeah. as a director and, and, and like, that's impressive obviously. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, that's true. I mean, since film school, the only thing I had, I think the only thing I had actually directed was the pitch trailer for the okay, movie. Right. Um, so, and, and that really helped with getting it funded. So, yeah. So, Hmm. When did you realize that you were like, I need to make a feature film? Or uh, obviously, as a filmmaker, you go to film school. That's obviously the holy grail. But but when what was the turning point for you? Where in your brain you said, All right, I want to make this thing. Or you know, yeah. Um, uh, so I think upon like graduating film school, um, I had thought maybe I would be able to be like paid to do more writing because when I was coming out of film school, there were like a couple of opportunities um, that I was like working on with producers and and writing various scripts for them that like weren't panning out. And they were like bigger ideas, like, you know, that I could never make myself. Um, And like the horror thing that I mentioned, like that wasn't something that I was supposed to produce myself myself. 
and really it became a thing of like I need to I need to make something you know like I need to make a film and uh, I so was there a just... bit of frustration with these other things that you were doing for other people and that they were kind of out of your reach in theory? Yeah, it was it was kind of like I uh, I wasn't, you know, it became like, I don't know if these are going to work out and I need to, you know, take it into my own hands, like as far as my own projects. But after like, I mean, I'm sorry, as far as like my own writing and my right. own directing, right. but um, a major like a major like help in me feeling like I could do this. Um, I produced a feature, um, that my friend Ryan Finnerty wrote called children of sorrow. Um, I think a year out of school. And so, um, uh, I was like a line producer on that. Um, and so that really helped me, uh, like figure, like be, feel confident in, in being able to, Kind of cut your teeth to, on that. Yeah, bit, to yeah. be like, okay, I could make a film, you know, and I could direct it um, if I found. And right. so Ryan actually is the producer of I Love You Both. So um, so it was nice to to work together again. And it's just like, you know, building. Um, sorry, I don't know what I was where I was going with that. No, but that, but, that um, was that was the path to you yeah, having the confidence exactly. to do your own thing. Right. That's yeah. exactly right. Right. Um, so. You line produced that thing, mm -hmm. then you decided that you need to make your own and not just write for other things. You needed to do your own. Yeah, it was it was like kind of yeah. So I had produced, you know, something that my friend wrote, um, and then you know I had I had written things myself that weren't getting made. So it just in this day and age, it you know with crowdfunding and and you know affordable equipment and. Um, you know, there yeah, was no, no excuse. exactly. There's yeah. no excuse, but not to to do it. So sure. So once the script was done, um, it was just it was kind of like no looking back. We just had to like dive in and just find figure out how we could possibly like fund it. Yeah, I did like a I did like a first pass like budget and schedule for the script, um, and kind of decided our budget point, and then we just literally took it like dollar by dollar from there to figure out how how we could possibly like raise the money so so where did the idea of or how did you go about doing this pitch scene to to drum up funds you had, had the script been fully written with your sister at that point it actually wasn't fully written part of the reason we did it was um to kind of like flesh out the story um and to like kind of find the tone exactly that we wanted i think it was about like half finished so we were testing out some ideas um and it it plays as like a two and a half minute trailer so so we knew like um you know in a trailer you see like all different parts from the movie and and so it helps us like get around like a better idea of of the of the movie and so um the the main purpose was to test ourselves as actors and see if we could play it because most importantly and I think if you watch the film it's clear like what was most important to us was the relationship dynamic between right the twin characters and we're not actors like we had never sat down to write a script for ourselves but we were just really concerned about well first of all like you know finding uh like lead actors that um 
because you know like people say like oh you need to find a name to like sell your movie so we're like well what if we what if we can't like i we didn't have any concept of that um so then we were like but then so if we don't have lead actors then who are we casting i don't know anyone and then we were like you know, we could, but then why don't we just test ourselves because that so, would be okay. the most natural. So was the idea, t- so the idea to, of you and your sister acting in it yourselves, did that come kind of in conjunction with doing the, was the kind of pilot trailer thing also as an audition for yourselves to yourselves kind yeah, of? Yeah, exactly. We, we were testing ourselves to see like, you know, it, is this a good dynamic? Would it work? Would people like be interested in it? we, you know, played it for people and got their reactions and and I think that there's just like a funny dynamic between us it's like there's like a comfort that you can see like between us on on camera because I mean we are siblings but we're also like very close we're like really close siblings we're like best friends so um you know there's like another element there that I think people can feel and so that helped kind of explain like to producers and investors and like other actors like this is like what we're going for and this is like the feel of it and I think that got a lot of people comfortable like with the script and the idea of like two non-actors playing right the leads yeah man I just have so many questions um (laughs) let me try to narrow them down uh so one you're trying to be a first-time director in a feature film two you're directing a script that you yourself wrote with your sister and then three, you're also acting within it in the first time film that you're a first time director in. <laughs> yeah. So that is so many layers of difficulty, I feel like. Uh, I'll start with that question first, which is, what was it like acting in your own film that you were directing as a first time filmmaker? I mean, yeah, sure, Ben Affleck can do it in Argo, fine. But what was that like for you as, as a person who like wasn't an actor and, and, you know, hasn't done the Meisner or whatever, you know, all this stuff, you know what I mean? I think it's funny, like, because we had spent so much time writing the script and after a while we knew that we were going to play them. Like there there came a point where like the script was done and there was like quite a bit of time between when it actually got made and us knowing that, we decided we were playing the twins. Um, and so there actually was like a long period of time when I had the script and my lines and, and was reading it constantly. So I think that, Oh, between, between like script lock and day yeah, one of photography, exactly. you knew you were doing it, but you're right, raising the like money. The whole, like you're rehearsing for a year. Period. Yeah, exactly. There's so much time. Um, so I almost feel like I, you know, ironically had, more time to like think about the acting and uh, the performance than actually directing it because um you know it was it was like sort of you know until we were actually funded like there wasn't a lot of like directing preparation going on unfortunately there should be but (laughs) it was just like you know if you've ever run a crowdfunding campaign it's like 24 7 work and obviously most importantly we have to get the money first so that we can actually make the film that we want to make so um yeah i mean it's just like a lot of work all around but so you had a long rehearsal period for yourself basically yeah (laughs) and and you know Kristen is the co-star who's my best friend and uh sister so you know it's rare that uh, you know that the actors would be able to like 
re- like rehearse with each other whenever they want whenever yeah. they want right. yeah right. um so that helped a lot yeah um maybe i'm getting ahead of myself but but you brought up a good point which is you had you you did that sizzle trailer um is that still online somewhere can people see that anywhere or, or is that i don't think off? it's still okay. up anymore right. almost just because it's it, the feature, it's not the like, final representation. Yeah, it took a a, a new life on, sure. so it's it's not really the same. Fair enough. Um, so so you're saying, did you do Kickstarter? Did you Indiegogo? Did you do? We did Indiegogo. Okay. Um, what was that like? It was. I mean, it's a crazy amount of work. Um, it's. I mean, it's it's the like the hardest thing I've ever done. Um, Harder than making the film. Well. I mean, it kind of all goes together, I guess, but, um, no, I know, but that's its own beast for sure. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's so much work. I mean, you could, you could, I mean, I was sitting at work and like, I could be emailing people and it's stressful and you just, I mean, there's just so much that goes into it. Like reaching out to literally everyone, you know, and, and, um, posting updates and eventually like, just going to other projects on Indiegogo and, and seeing strangers who donated to those and writing letters to those people and, wow. and just trying to slowly get there. Like meanwhile, um, we were talking to other potential investors. So it became a mix of crowdfunding and, um, two other investors to, okay. to, to get the full budget that we needed. Um, did you, did you follow any sort of blueprint with regards to the, to the Indiegogoing or, or, you know, cause I mean, that's a whole business in itself now, or did you just kind of do it how you thought it best? We, we interviewed as many people as we could who had had successful campaigns. Um, I had interviewed one or two people who worked on the Eastsiders Kickstarter campaign. I think there was Kickstarter okay. and, um, it's like so much good information there about like, you know, like, like up until like, you know, just the first day of launching, like you, the first day of launching you, you have to email everyone you ever met. And then there's still 30 more days, right? you know, after that or however long your campaign is to like, to find more people, you know, and keep posting about it. Um, so it's like scary in the beginning when you're like doing the math and you're like, okay, now if everyone I know gives like, I can't everyone just give $1. dollar, I'd be yeah, done. <laughs> exactly. I know. Um, and, or you're like, if everyone I know gives $25 or half funded where the, yeah. where is the rest going to come from? Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was just like, it was, it was, I mean, I, I, it's crazy. So well, for us, I think what really mattered was to show like the interest um, to our investors to show what was going on on Indiegogo. Um, that really helped them like figure out how much they could invest and get comfortable with it because we had this like crowdfunding backing. So I'm sure it would be different from for, for everyone, you know, with their own project, but. I mean, really just hitting it at every angle is the best way to put it. So having done it now, uh, do you have any, are there any like your top two or three tips if an aspiring filmmaker is trying to make a feature and they're going to jump on Indiegogo? Like what would you, what would you tell them? Well, um, you know, I think the first hard decision is whether or not to do the flexible funding or the, the all or nothing. I don't know what it's called type of funding and, 
you know, a lot of people feel more inclined to donate with the all or nothing funding because they're like, well, I'll get my money back if they don't reach their goal. And, you know, if they don't reach their goal, are they really going to be able to make it anyway? So why am I donating? Um, so, I mean, I, I, th- I think you should just like after doing it and we did the flexible you look stressed just talking about it. <laughs> yeah i know I, it is so stressful it's a hard decision like to decide what where to set your budget level at because because it doesn't necessarily mean that that's what your budget is because people often go way over you know once they've hit their goal because some people are excited they put right. in more money so um i would say like go you know do kickstarter indiegogo i mean i don't I mean, obviously, we were very successful in Indiegogo, so I, I wouldn't. Oh, very successful. I mean, we were. I mean, it's <laughs> it's pretty rare for like, um, people to meet their goals. I sure. think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so it's you know we were lucky, and uh, you know I I I've heard that maybe there's more people on Kickstarter at least at the time we were doing it seeking out things you know to donate to. So I'm not sure if that's better than Indiegogo or not. Either way, I don't think it matters too much because you have to still tap into your own network anyway and then lead people to the page. But um, I think that uh, like maybe doing the the all or nothing funding and then setting it at a reasonable amount and then hoping you mm. go over maybe would be my best advice. Okay. Um, so let's see. Were there three things I was supposed no, to no, say? No, 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 no. Just say that, that's good enough. Um, yeah, I think that yeah and then obviously just it, it it's it's really like it's more active than you think it's not kind of like just pressing go and being like let's see what happens like if you're sitting there you should be doing something you know right. you need to think like how else like can we raise money for this and one you know once again it's like kind of like making a film because you have it's all about the preparation like maybe each day of the campaign you need to know what you're doing you know you shouldn't wake up and be like hmm how am I gonna like right how am I gonna raise money today like maybe there needs to be a day that you have planned to go out and like pass out flyers or something to get people like I don't know I mean it's up up to whatever you can think of but I would say just like the preparation and being real really realistic about about it and um you know like I said uh, finding, finding people online, like kind of stalking, to be honest, like who <laughs> have donated to other projects. Like, did, going, that, was that, did that work for you? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, it did okay. work. Actually, obviously, you would want to target the people who have donated a lot of money to other sure. projects. Yeah. Um, and just you know, you're not like stalking them or like pressuring them, but you're like, you send them, you know, your page and say like, hey, I noticed that you donated to this other project. It's like Pandora. Like, like, oh, you like that page. Yeah, like totally. This one. Like if you, you know, check out ours too. And, you know, we. anyway, so that that actually worked for us too. So Interesting. Um, That's a good tip. Yeah. Um, you started production when? Um, we started shooting uh, May of last year. May of last year. Okay, yeah. cool. And so... Oh, man, it, the the film is pretty wide in scope as far as kind of an indie dramedy goes. I mean, you have a lot of locations. Excuse me, you have a lot of locations. You're shooting day and night. You have an animal. You're like I said, you guys are in it as well as directing it. There's a lot of moving pieces. I feel like, um, yeah. So uh, you know, so what were the pitfalls or the things that you were looking out for when you started? Oh, um, 
Well, you mentioned it. Locations are like the most difficult, um, you know, thing, especially when you think about like permitting and and all of that stuff. They become like so expensive on a ultra low budget movie or low, even low budget. You know, like it just depends how many you have. But yeah. uh, so, you know, I was I mentioned my my friend Ryan Finity who produced the film. Right. Um, he was a part of it from you know, early on, even before the the script was finished, he's also a writer too. So he was very, um, influential with, with notes and, um, really an all around producer on the film. Um, so when it came time to, to make it, he was, he had been involved from the beginning. So very early on, we were deciding, trying to figure out where all these locations would be. And some of them we found like early on and some of them was like literally the day before when Mm -hmm. we ran into, you know, horrible like circumstances. Mm -hmm. Like what? Um, so, uh, I mean like our first day we were completely shut down. Why? Um, just, just a stupid mistake. I mean, tell me. Like we were shooting in my friend's apartment building downtown. I'd been there a million times. You know, there's no, there's no security, no like anything. No permit. Um, we had a permit, but from the actual building, um, oh. we would need to get a permit to, I mean, literally totally should have known, but also we shot many other places without permits. Right. Um, so it was just a risk we were taking. Wait, and so did you, you had a film LA permit, but you didn't have permission from the building. Owner? Right. It was like a building thing. And we were like, just, you know, we had talked to the owner of the condo we were shooting in. Right. He's my good friend. And he's like, he was like, oh. you know, seriously, like nobody cares. Like there's no one ever here. I've done that too. And it was yeah. totally fine. But yeah. all day I was stressing about it. Yeah. It's really scary. Yeah. And it, it just like immediately it was oh. like the worst. So we were like, all right. But luckily like, you know, filmmaking is like all about the people that you're working with and, and friendships. And Ryan was like, okay, well tomorrow is supposed to be a day off cause we were going to shoot all night. So tomorrow, uh, like right now we're going to move everything. <laughs> every, he's like, right now we're going to move everything to my apartment. We shot in Ryan's apartment. Wow. And what location um, was that? That is like the, the, uh, the friend's house during the auction party. Okay. Yeah. So we did like day for night the next day. So it was supposed to be our day off. Um, it looks fine. Yeah. And it's great. I mean, yeah. you know, with our production designer, we, I mean, we had moved in a bunch of furniture. We literally just moved all the set design yeah. to Ryan's house, um, and, and did it there. And then we picked up a shot that wouldn't work at Ryan's house somewhere else another night. And she wow. did it for that same location. So you know, you just That's have to be as way. prepared as possible. Yeah. I mean, I definitely wouldn't recommend ever <laughs> like shooting in, but you know, also like, you know, Ryan's building is like not a house. It's a building. Like we weren't permitted there either right. by the building. I think, I don't even know if we were actually permitted because it was the day before. I can't remember, but, yeah. um, you know, you don't want to take too big of risks, but you're going to be taking some risks sure. if you're trying to shoot at this. What were you, what was going through your mind level? that night? Like, were you like freaking out or were you like, all right, we'll figure it out. We'll do this tomorrow. It's going to be fine. Or, yeah, you know, it's day yeah. one, you know? I mean, you have like no choice. You have no choice. Like you can't stand there and freak out. I mean, ultimately it comes down to you and like, we're not going to let this like ruin the whole movie. We yeah. just, I mean, that's if, if the scene turned out to be terrible, like, 
then we would have to do a reshoot and raise more money or something. I think that right. freaking out is like, there's always something that you can do. Um, so, yeah, but you know, in that sense, we were lucky too, that that was really the only thing that, that happened during the course of shooting that was like kind of a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to mention it was at the beginning and that's yeah. when you kind of want everyone to Get be like on board and like you want everyone to be excited about it. And, uh, yeah, like, I don't know. It was just like, it was a really bad start. But once again, like everyone we were working with were like friends or luckily we're just like super cool people and we're like totally fine with it. And we just started the second day. So Mm, that's great. Yeah. So I I mentioned this before, but I want to go back to it. Um, I'm really fascinated to know. I feel like each episode I talked uh, that I do, there's an interesting kind of unique nugget about the film or the director or whatever. And to me, yours is not only working with your sister, but also you being the actor and director. And, and I wonder, how did you approach, you're in a lot of this film. I mean, uh, how did you approach those scenes where you're in front of the camera, but you need to be behind the camera watching yourself? You know, well, you I that? think you just have to give up a certain amount of like control. And obviously you shouldn't work with, a DP unless you really trust them like your film is sure. the look of your film is in their hands I mean um, and so I just really trusted my cinematographer Aaron and um, I know we we had discussed like framing in general and um, he, you know I, I think that we would set it up and he would take a photo on his iPhone or something and we had we would have um I think I'm trying to remember actually the our second AC was like roughly my height and oh as a stand in um, yeah and so we would have him like stand in uh-huh. just for a second just to to frame up um sure so that's how we dealt with that but I I didn't watch playback very much really just because there's no time wow so so but when did you did you just kind of be like all right I got that one I nailed it yeah, you, know, you kind of felt I, it. I kind of felt like I would know if I if I did it right, and um, and Aaron too, like obviously being really open to like what he said, but also I mean, having it's a little bit different because like I wrote I wrote the film with Kristen, my sister, and you know she's the the I mean really she's kind of the lead, but she's you mm-hmm. know my co star and um, writer co writer, so like her she's like more she's more than just like the writer of it she's like such a part of it too and as my like best friend and like um producing the film together like she's really more than than just a co-writer and the actor too like it is so much her film as well so um between Aaron and Kristen um you know we were we were able to like to, to do it without me having to play back like every right. single time. So having some partners you really, really trust. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, speaking of that, uh, let's, let's watch a, or let's listen to a clip of you and your sister. Kind of, let's see that, hear the interaction right now. Cool. It almost makes me nervous. Like how relaxed Andy is. Like, what aren't you telling us? Oh, I know. He's like a yes person. Mm-hmm. Scott was a no person. <laughs> Remember when he was like, I'll come to your birthday, but I tend to have more fun with my friends. God, fuck. Yuck. The worst. Do you think Andy spends a lot of time on his hair? No. I think he just wakes up looking good every time. <laughs> but I think he drinks a lot of water. Like, just a lot. Just really, really hydrated. Well hydrated. Really. Like, I think he just, like, a backpack of coconut waters all the time. <laughs> just, like, the face. You can tell. No, the I face can is tell. filled yeah, can, with hydration. I can tell by looking at him. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, so that gives you a pretty good sense of the dynamic between Doug and Kristen. The uh, uh, well, Donnie and Crystal. What? Crystal, yeah, <laughs> great unique names. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I, I do, I do think something you said earlier, which is that there are moments where you're like, oh yeah, these they are brother and sister. Like, there's moments. I think when they were eating the pasta or something, yeah. there was moments where like you weren't acting; you were just like that was you, like yeah. like goofing around with your sister. Yeah. But it's so it's so charming, you know. Right. There's moments where like I really feel like you as the person kind of like broke through, you know, mm-hmm. um, which was which was fun. Um, but was there, what was it like directing her? I mean, obviously family, there's, you know, family is family, but then there's also drama and there's also hard things with that, you know? And I don't know, for example, like I, one time I tried to teach my wife how to play tennis and like, it just, I can't, you can't do it. Like yeah. she's like, don't tell me what to do, you know? Right. Uh, and so I hired an instructor instead, you know, and now she loves tennis, but was there anything, anything like of that for you and her or, or did she completely just? No, I mean, I mean, it's, it's crazy. You're right. It's totally, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, but I also, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to exactly answer. I mean, luckily Kristen, you know, really trusted me and luckily you can do different takes and she was always yeah. willing to kind of do something a little bit differently, like. Um, and whether or not that's what we ended up using. Um, and I mean, I think honestly, the deal is, is like my sister's super funny and she's interesting. And, uh, you know, that's why I think when people watched the pitch trailer, um, more so I think than my character, uh, you know, I don't know. She's just, she's just really, really funny. And so, you know, I obviously, yeah, going into it, I'm like, all we have is like a, like a pitch trailer that we made and, you know, neither of us have ever been in front of like a camera like this before and carrying a whole like feature. And I mean, I guess a sense in a certain sense, we just got kind of lucky that it worked out. And, you know, I think just having like a comfortable like fun environment with everyone we were working with was nice um we ended up just like thank god like just having a crew of people who were just like so fun Mm -hmm. and funny and liked the movie Mm -hmm. um i think hopefully (laughs) um (laughs) that it was possible for like Kristen to just like goof around and and improv a little bit and um you know, be and have time for me to give a note and and her do something a little differently. So, I mean, by no means was there any like arguing or anything like that. Um, just because like we're all trying to like yeah. make a film, Everyone's like working together. we've been working on this for yeah. so long, yeah. like there would there wouldn't be like any sort of like argument. It's more like okay, do we have time to like do every take that we think I need? Yeah. You know, um, so. I hope that's not a boring answer, but no, I wasn't digging for dirt. Honestly, just me. I was, I mean, I'm trying not to sound like braggy or something. Please do. I just think that it's a safe space. I think that, (laughs) um, you know, I just think that my sister is super funny and, uh, I don't know. I I think you just have to watch the movie to like kind of understand she's, uh, just kind of like turning the camera. I mean, also I can say the same about my mom. Like, Mm -hmm. Um, 
just turning. It kind of has the feeling of like Aziz like, Ansari's dad and and um, yeah. his Netflix. You know, just a yeah, natural totally. person. You know? Yeah, just like they're naturally funny, interesting people, and you know, I think that uh, my whole my goal was to just keep them natural and comfortable, which sounds easy, but it's yeah. not necessarily like you know just just like okay well like that didn't really sound like you like mm-hmm. let's just try like a little bit this way mm-hmm. sometimes though um you know like let's say like in the more dramatic scenes like it really helps to know it really helped as a director to literally like know almost everything about your actor like because she's my sister right so, hey that time your dog died use yeah, that to cry ex- here <laughs> exactly like hey remember when like this happened or right. like or actually no funny stuff too like like putting putting in like hey you remember when this happens like and you felt this way oh, that's, like that's cool you know like kind of like think about that and then that would like kind of make her laugh and mm. then she would like do it a different way mm-hmm. so um having that like wealth of like shared memories mm. actually was that's really interesting helpful. that's like yeah. a life hack for directors when you know yeah. your actors so intimately yeah totally um, i speaking of actors i love some of the people you chose like Kate Berlant I just love her and, yeah. and Angela Trimber who's so just funny. like a secret weapon in these like tiny roles in these movies I've worked with her on a pilot presentation once she's so funny so funny everything she does is just like magnetic you know with her her yeah I don't know I know um and then who's the who's the the co-worker friend Artemis Pebdani that's right she is so great how did you get these really funny sort of side people we had done a very early table read when the script was done um and we spoke with a friend who um is very like in the comedy scene like way 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 more so i mean i wouldn't even say i am even (laughs) compared to her Mm -hmm. um and she uh gave us a bunch of recommendations after reading the script and being like this person would be you know good for this a lot of them i knew um but was like very helpful coming from her because she connected us with some of them um, and then luckily, you know, some, some of them like Artemis, Angela, um, were down to do the table read early oh, on and, and read for the Just roles. Just to help out like, kind of? Yeah, I nice. think so. But it was kind of like a mini audition, like oh, mini okay. no pressure audition, I guess. Maybe, I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming that's why they were interested in doing it. They weren't my friends or anything right. like that. But, um, you know, uh, anyway, so they they did it and i guess you know they liked it enough that that when we got the funding we casted them later just those two roles in particular um which during the table read angela Uh and artemis uh we just we were just like oh well they like they're exactly like what we were picturing so that's done like they were so funny Yeah. yeah Um, and then Kate Berlant, same thing. Like, um, I had seen her videos. Like, I just think she's like so funny. And she actually came into audition because, um, I don't remember. She just wasn't around for the table read or something like that. Or we had, I don't remember. So, but she came into to audition and was just so funny in that particular part. Yeah. Um, and she's just being herself. Like if you yeah, at all like yeah. her, you'll mm-hmm. like her in this movie. Yeah. It was such versa. a good role, like al- along like the lines of stuff she I've seen her do yeah. before. So that was like kind of a no brainer and also was really fun too. I almost wish it was like a bigger part cause it's I know. so funny. I know. Like it was actually hard for me to edit because she had said so much oh, funny I'm sure. stuff. She'll just go on a tear. And then like when you get so like, like, uh, kind of like logical or detailed about it it can almost become unfunny because you're like trying to fit everything in Mm. there that you said that was funny 
Um, and it's just sad. Like it was one of the, the harder things to like cut out. Like, yeah. okay, we don't need this conversation to be like 10 minutes long. Uh-huh. Like it needs to be 30 seconds. <laughs> um, but uh, just everything she said was so good. <laughs> Speaking of that, what was the process of casting Lucas, uh, your lead? I mean, he's a relatively big TV star and, and, um, he was great in this, but yeah. How did you, how did you nab him? Um, it was actually Kristen's idea. I think she had come across him and mentioned his name and, then he actually did come in an audition, which was really nice. Um, Cause I feel like most people would be like offer only, but right. you know, I'm not sure, but he came in and uh, he actually read with me because Kristen was out of town, but he read with me and I played her on their date scene. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just bumped my mic. It's okay. I didn't mess up. Um, and I don't know. He was just also like really natural. Cause that's the thing. Like when we, casted ourselves like we kind of like had to go with this like really natural tone because that's what we were going to do like partly because we're siblings partly because we're not actors and um he was just like it was just like a really good mix it just kind of felt right so um we just we just loved him and and obviously it's a bonus that you know he's like someone that people know and and so yeah that's great. Uh, you mentioned something that I think is worth moving on to, which is you're also the editor of this film. Yes. So a quintuple threat, now that we're speaking of it. I uh, guess so. <laughs> uh, so you wrapped the film. Yeah. How long was the shoot? Um, I think 16 or 17 days. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what was the decision to edit yourself kind of born out of necessity? Because uh, you didn't yeah. have post money, presumably. Right. Exactly. Uh, okay. It was like. And a good editor was going to, I mean, it was so much money. Yeah. Like we're like, okay, well I have to do it. So yeah, it's all you can do to get to the finish line of shooting. And then you're like, oh yeah, we need to cut it now. Yeah. Um, I know it was honestly, it was terrible. Um, I hated it the whole time. Really? Um, <laughs> tell me, tell me why. Well, I, I mean, I've never ever edited something like this, like of that length. And I mean, I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not a skilled editor. Like I can do it, but it takes me a long time. Like, I don't know. It was just, it was just so hard. Like, yeah, but this is a fun theme. So much time. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but this no. is a fun theme that I'm hearing, which is like, yeah, I'm like, okay, but like, I just had to do it, you know, like acting yeah. wise, directing wise, uh, you wrote it, you edited it. Like, you know, I think another filmmaker, and this is a theme that comes up. So if you're hearing this listeners, take a shot. Cause you're, you've heard this every episode, uh, which is, you just got to do it. You yeah. just got to get out there and do it. And if you're, if you're the one who's got to download a, pirated version of final cut pro seven and do it. That's exactly what I did. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah. So, but, but that's great. So, so what was the, I don't know, Sisyphusian task of pushing this boulder up the hill of cutting it? What was it like? Um, Why, Why did you hate it? I, I hated it because I'm not a great editor. Like, I know what I want and I know how it should look, but it takes me a long time to get there. And I ended up just having so much air in the thing for so long that I feel like if I had had a real editor, it would have been like, like, you know, more dynamic cuts from Mm -hmm. the, from early on. Mm -hmm. And then thinking like, oh, you've taken out a bunch of air and then having a screening and it being still really slow. Mm. Um, and that being your problem over and over again, like it kept, I, I kept feeling like it was the cut was like we weren't addressing creative notes. We were addressing like, it's just too slow, like over and over again. It was, mm. it kept, I felt like I was in like 
Groundhog Day. Like every uh. time I would like screen it, it'd be like, it's still too slow. It's still too slow. Um, was that just your own heart telling you that? Or was that the notes you were getting from the viewers? Notes. We okay. had done like three or four like big like test screenings. And um, early on, it was like, it was ridiculous like the rough cut was ridiculous it was like over two hours long which is like <laughs> and right so now it's insane a, how long is it? it's about an hour and a half it's now, 90 right? minutes yeah, okay. yeah or like 88 minutes which it should always we should always have been shooting for that i mean look at like almost every like similar film yeah. at sundance it's yeah, 90 yeah. minutes right. maybe 100 like uh i don't know why even we presented something that was over two hours long. It's totally <laughs> ridiculous, especially like a comedy. Like it's not going to be funny. And it wasn't. Mm. Um, How, what so, was that like in your gut when you watched it with the audience and you're like, Oh God, this it was, is dragging. It was bad. But like, I knew that there was funny stuff in there. Um, I just, I was like, it's not working right now. Like it's just too long. Um, so, uh, but that being said, like it's it's good. Like you have to get that feedback so that you can majorly make adjustments. How did you do that as a again as a first time filmmaker? You were getting the note cards from these people, maybe friends or strangers or whatever. Yeah. Like, how did you balance like, oh yeah, that's a good note, or like, oh I don't know if I agree with that, but I'll try it. Versus like, no, they're wrong. This is the right decision. Yeah. You know. You have to, and this goes for. I really strongly believe like this goes for directing and editing and everything. You have to listen to everyone. But then you have to, like, make your own choice. Like, if you disagree with it, like, at first, you need to, like, sit on it and be like, can I see this? You know, and then you're like, no, it's not right. Um, And that that happens, you know, like sometimes people just have crazy different points of view or the viewer would never watch this movie. I mean, you try to get people who would be interested in this type of movie watching it, obviously. Um, But... Uh, you, you never know like the, it wasn't colored then that, that could have something to do with it sure. like it wasn't it, they could feel not funny maybe because the cult like honestly maybe the color was muted like you, you have to like take every <laughs> yeah. everything into consideration did you so, have any like old people who were like why is the guy liking a guy and a girl <laughs> luckily luckily thank god no <laughs> okay. we only we tried to like screen for you know just kind of like people are right audience who are strangers um who would like like move like who would go to sundance and watch movies or like be go to film festivals and right so yeah fair enough um so is it fully fully done now i mean i believe you're telling me it played at a festival recently yeah so um it premiered in march it's done uh premiered in march at cinequest and then thank you and then we played number of other festivals um the st louis um queer fest and then uh miami and um and then recently we uh premiered um in la outfest and we how's the reception been it's great i mean you never know i we just feel like so lucky that yeah. that people are really liking well, it well it's getting into I the mean, festival so that's a good reception first and foremost yeah oh yeah exactly yeah. um there's so many so many movies being made out there and um yeah i mean it's just it's worth like you know if you don't win like you know an award at this festival or Mm -hmm. whatever like it's just worth it like it's mind-blowing literally Mm -hmm. when like one person will walk up to you and be like this is like like one of my favorite movies i've ever seen or something and you're just like what why that's so weird okay thank you like 
That's crazy. Um, so yeah, it's just been, I've been like, just like really pleasantly surprised. That's I great. mean, you just, you try as hard as you can to, you, you know, not stop until it is what you want it to be. And it's like, quote unquote, like perfect, but it's never going to get there. Obviously any filmmaker knows that like yeah. the old saying of, you know, you always give it up or whatever. And, um, the old saying, That's you true. always give it up. <laughs> I don't know. What the, <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't figure out the words. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yes. And, um, it's true. So you're just like, Oh God, well it's done now. It'll do what it's going to do. And so, I mean, I don't know if you got yeah. some people who like it. It's amazing. That's, yeah, that's the dream. So uh, are you now trying to get distribution or get it out there? Or? Yeah, we have a couple of offers um, and some more coming. We're just trying to figure out, yeah, the best place for it. Um, so we should hopefully have some news about that in the next couple of weeks. Um you know, it's just a, it's a long process. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so many different platforms now yeah. and, and figuring out when to be where. So, um, we have a sales agent who's really helping and, oh, that's great. um, we'll see. It's just, we're going to wait until, until the right moment. So, okay. yeah. Cool. So uh, you've done this whole thing. You're at the finish line kind of, uh, what would you tell, uh, someone like me maybe who, who, you know, is still dreaming of making their first feature film? Uh, I don't know. There's a million things you could say, but, but what would you do if you could do it all over again? You know? Um, I mean, I would say in general, like looking back and just like the amount of time that it takes and to make your first film, you know, Um, I would say like, just really don't, I mean, don't worry about making it too like sooner just make sure your script is amazing because that's what informs every Mm. part of the way. Like it's going to get you better actors. It's going to make a better film. You know, it's like, you know, if your script is just that much better and it makes a little bit better of a film, like. Oh, so you're saying don't rush into, oh, it's good enough. Let's go. Let's go make it. You're saying, right. Like, take yeah, the extra make sure month. That, yeah. Make sure that you, you've written an amazing script, you mm. know, and I'm not saying that ours was. <laughs> that was at, my next question. All. No, I'm not saying that no, no. ours, ours yeah. was. I think that, you know, there's always more that can be done. Um, our script was like way too long. Um, and it's the first feature that yeah. I had ever finished and the first feature that, you know, Kristen wrote too. So, you know, there's like a learning curve there too. And. But you're saying every, you know, every pass you take or every screw you tighten is going to make everything better kind of trickling down the process. Yeah. Just, just make sure you're not ignoring anything that, that you've like, if there's something in your script where you're like, "Mm, I don't know, or you don't feel like Mm. so awesome about, then there's something wrong. Like, and you're going to hate it on the day or yeah. And then it's, it's going to like, it just gets worse from there. That's good advice. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, that's my advice because at the end of it, if if you're like, you know, you didn't get into the festival you wanted to or something like that or like, you know, you know, Sundance Tribeca or like one of those and it does it's not the end all be all by any means. Like there's right. great movies um coming out of every festival. Um but just like maybe you're targeting this certain one you don't get into it. Like it's just the life of your film is is going to you know, be much, much fuller and, and 
uh, fulfilling for you if if you've spent the time on your script. Hmm. So, so make sure you have a good script. Yeah, and and in the scheme of things, you're like, oh, I'm trying to like, I don't know if you're like trying to make a film sooner, yeah. like, you know, to like make career changes. Right. Um, you know, it's a lot of time that it's going to take probably. And so you might as well just wait a little longer to mm-hmm. make something that is going to help you, yeah. you know? So that's good. That's good. Uh, okay. So you're almost done. So I'm going to ask you now the unscripted question, oh God. which is a question from a famous movie quote, uh, from a famous film and just use that as a jumping off point to word associate or think of something about your film in a different way. Uh, answer it however you see fit. Okay, cool. Okay, the question I have for you, Doug, is you talking to me? You I, talking to me? I think so. <laughs> from Travis Bickle in Taxi Driver. I you think talking I'm to talking me? to you. <laughs> That's true. Uh, what does that make you think of in your film? Or uh, Oh, geez. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think of a fun answer. Um, Let me ask you this then. What was it like as a director who was also acting in the scenes, dealing with the other actors in the scene. So how, I mean, how did you talk to the other, other performers like in any given scene sort of from within and from without? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. How did you, how did you sort of, what was your process? Yeah, that's a good question. What, what was your process directing these actors as a fellow actor, but also the director? I mean, I think you just kind of take yourself in and out of being an actor. Like you, a lot of my process, I think, was explaining like what I felt the tone was or what the other actors were trying to say. And so I don't know, I would just I would just step away from being the other actor in the scene for a minute, I guess, and just, uh, you know, giving a clarifying note mm. of like, you know, we're supposed to feel like this way, like right now. And so maybe. You know, maybe it needs to be said like a little bit this way. Mm. And and so did you find them? Did you find them empathizing with you more since you were kind of one of their brothers, like as an actor in the scene as well as the director? Uh, or, or or was it sort of the same? I don't know. It all happened so quickly. I just. um, I don't know. It was it was it was just a lot of fun. Like, um, luckily, everyone was. I mean, yes, it's weird to to be sitting in front of like Lucas, who's been on like one million episodes of <laughs> of, you know, Raising Hope and, you know, doing a scene with him. I've never done anything before, like doing a scene with him alone. Um, right. But, you know, everyone was just like so nice and Lucas is amazing. And I think it was just trying to find that like conversational tone that mm-hmm. was natural and real. Yeah. And. I just think he just got that from the beginning, you know, that like the point is like, it's just, we just want this to, to come through as like a a real story. And, um, he just, he did such a good job with that. So it was easy to, there was not, there was no pressure. Um, he was just so like relaxed and like, and open. So that's great. So I feel in that sense, lucky just to have worked with people who are so easy and like fun to work with like Artemis, Angela, like everyone open to, to notes and, and trying different things. Um, yeah, that's what was just so nice about it. Cool. Great. Uh, all right. Well, this is the last bit. We're going to do the speed round. So just answer these questions, um, as truthfully and open as possible. Okay. Uh, trying to think (laughs) here we go. Uh, what's your favorite movie quote? Um, 
Maybe uh, big gulps, all right. <laughs> big gulps, huh? Yeah, that's good. Uh, that's, I don't know. That's just the first thing yeah, that yeah. came to my head. So that must mean something. <laughs> What's your desert island movie? You get one to watch on a desert island for the rest of your life. Um, I mean, it would have to be something funny because I'd probably be miserable. I'd mm-hmm. probably bring like Tommy Boy. Great. Um, which director would you body swap with and inherit his or her filmography? So you get to kind of, you know, Freaky Friday into someone. Um, I have no idea. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Do you have any pre-shoot rituals? Oh, um, not at this point because there's been no luxury of having anything, um, to do before shooting except just frantically making sure we have everything we your need. Your pre-shoot ritual is frantically raising money. Yeah, frantically making sure that we have everything we need to get it done. Maybe on the next <laughs> one it won't yeah. be like sure. totally yeah, right. insane all the time and I'll, I'll I'll have like a minute. But Sure. Okay. Uh, last one. What's uh, one underrated film everyone should check out in your mind? Um... I don't know about underrated, but I say this movie a lot and just popped in my head Great. just now. Um, one movie that we were referencing a lot um, was Broken English. Okay. I've never heard of that. It's uh, Zoe Cassavetes, um indie film with okay. Parker Posey. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's really good. Great. It's Broken one English. Of, one, of my, one of my favorites, probably. Neat. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's it, Doug. You, you, you passed. Yay, you finished. It. So <laughs> thanks for so much for talking, man. Um, what is, is so is the movie available to see yet? It is not. Okay. But if but hopefully you soon. look on, follow us on Facebook and all that stuff, we'll, we will post as soon as we okay. we're dying to get it locked down right. somewhere. But so where can people find, find you online if they wish to do so? Oh, anywhere. I think Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. What are your, at, what's your what are your handles? At Doug S. Archibald, I think, on Twitter, Instagram, at Doug Archibald. Um, What's the Facebook page for the film? Oh, Facebook page is, I think, facebook.com slash love you both. But if you just look, I love you both, you'll find it. Got Um, it. Yeah, I think that covers it. Cool. Uh, Well, I am at Ethan Cushing on Twitter. The podcast is at First Feature Pod on Twitter. Uh, If you are a director or you want more info, you can email us at uh, myfirstfeaturepodcast at gmail.com. And just keep on liking and subscribing. Keep on giving us five-star reviews on iTunes. And we will see you next time. Thanks, guys. Bye.